want to welcome everyone that's watching online. And we want to encourage you that even as you're watching online to participate. It's not, you know, the service is for us to join together and participate. That wherever you're home is, that you are ministering to the Lord, that you're worshiping, that you're receiving, you're a part of this house, you're a part of this ministry, Africa, Pakistan, all of the areas that India, you're, you're a part of this house, plus those that are in the states and that watch from all over the states. We want you to know, participate. This is our service unto the Lord, and he is ministering to you. There's no time and distance in the spirit. So before we turn up the lights, I just want to do a couple declarations that the Lord put on my heart this morning as I was coming. You know, I felt in my spirit that there were those that were truly, truly uh, seeking and wondering why, you know, they're going in, in a direction, looking for direction from the Lord. And the Lord... Um, and it seems like whenever you're looking for that direction from the Lord, you're running into those walls and those uh, changes in situations that seem to be a redirect. And the Lord just uh, gave me a scripture, and it's out of Isaiah 30, verse 21. Now, I want you to put your hands on your ears. Just touch your ears today. And the Lord said, your ears are going to hear a word behind you, not just inside. This is the way. Walk ye in it whenever you turn to the right or the left. Whenever you don't know, should I go right or should I go left, that the Lord is going to speak and the directions are released now in Jesus' name, that God is directing our paths. And in those direction of paths, we are going to hear the Holy Spirit speak in directive words to show us where to go, what is going on, and to give us the wisdom that is needed. I also feel today this is a day of restoration, restoration of what was stolen. Many have been asking the Lord, you know, Lord, what about this thing? What, what was taken? I can't seem, I don't know if I'm going to get it back, and I don't know what's happened. Well, in the name of Jesus, we make a declaration that today is a day of restoration. Today is a day that God restores. He restores every day. He gives us transformation every day. But the Lord wants to restore and restore joy, restore health, restore a life, restore this thing that were stolen. The enemy comes in. The thief comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. But the Lord comes to give life, and that more abundantly. So right now, Father, I declare that we live abundant life, Lord, that we come out of quicksand, and that, God, we walk on solid ground. In this house today, the Lord brought to my remembrance yesterday afternoon, in this house today, and every time we walk into this house at Touch Heaven, when the foundation was laid, yes, many years ago, they were praying in that room back in the chapel, and they were praying, and they were interceding, and they were believing, and we see some, we see the seeds of that, but on the floor, floor of this house is written the word of God. So as we are in this house, wherever the soles of our feet go, we have dominion. And not only that, we're standing on the word. How many know we need to stand on the word? You can put the lights up, please. 
We stand on the word. So whenever you walk into touch heaven, know that wherever you're standing, it was there was a placement of the written word of God. Not only is it on the floor of this house, but God writes his word on our hearts so that when we walk, we walk in kingdom mentality, we walk in kingdom authority, we walk in kingdom kingdom dominion because of the word that is written upon our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The, the commandments were, the commandments and the word of God was written with the finger of God. The finger of God writes upon our hearts the word of the Lord. As we bring that word into our spirits, as we read the word, as we don't allow it to depart from our minds, from our eyes, from our hearts, from, from taking even our hands and opening the word. The word of God is strong, powerful, sharp than any two-edged sword. So we stand upon the word, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the shaking, of the sifting, of the things that are happening. We stand on the word. So today, we're going to go into the word, but I want to challenge us. Will you stand up for just a minute? Stand up. And if you're at home, stand up and just stand up and say, I declare that I stand upon the word. I stand upon the word. The Lord Jesus Christ. I stand upon the principles of God. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by circumstances. I'm not moved by what the devil throws in my way. I'm not moved by my flesh. I stand. I stand. I stand on the word of God in Jesus' name. Give him an amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Praise God. Well, we definitely missed the apostle today, but here we are together, amen? We're instructed by the Spirit of the Lord to have a hunger and a desire for the Word, a hunger and a desire for Him, and God wants to stir that up in a way that, that we never really had it stirred up before. Some refer back to, you know, I lost my first love or I need my first love again, but how many know that Love grows deep. And so the first love, it is a wonderful love. But a continuing, growing, deep love becomes even more so relevant in our lives as we walk with the Lord. Why? Because we walk in sometimes mountains and sometimes we're in valleys. And sometimes it feels dry. And sometimes we're just crying out for water, just some water, some living water, some thirsting of water in a dry land. And he's there to give us all that we need. So today, it might seem to me as I put it together early yesterday and then early this morning about 6 o'clock, that it might seem like a little bit of a hodgepodge. 
But I know that the words that are here are the words that the Holy Spirit wants me to release. Holy Spirit, I step out of the way. I close my mouth to my thoughts, my ideas, my hearing, and I yield to you, precious Spirit of God, to release upon us, Lord, that fresh manna from heaven, that which will minister, that which will speak, that which will address, that that which will cause us to grow, that which will correct us, that which you have chosen for this day. I thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, you know, remember when Jesus said that in Luke uh, eleven twenty nine, he said that people were always looking for a sign. He said that they were following him because the generation that he was dealing with was looking for a sign. It says, and while the crowds were thickly gathered together, he began to say, this is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, and no sign shall be given it except the sign of Jonah, the prophet. Now, when we think about that, what do we think about? We can easily look at this generation and say that there is so much going on that is evil. Things that we probably, I mean, are you not shocked? I, I mean, we're not supposed to be shocked because we know that the Bible has told us that those days are coming. But it's almost still a shock in the, in the realm of what we see, what is really going on. I can only imagine, uh, in a small way, what Sodom and Gomorrah probably looked like. But Jesus said, you know, these people are looking for a sign. And today, people are enamored with signs. Signs and wonders are a distinct sign of kingdom. We need to know that. We need to know that the Lord has called us. He has called us, equipped us, and we are kingdom now and kingdom-minded, and we are in the kingdom now for such a time as this. He has called us to be those that are equippers of others, those that walk in power, those that walk in anointing, those that walk with signs following. Didn't Jesus say that in Mark 16? He said, and you're going to, you're going to have, there's going to be signs following you. I'm paraphrasing. These are what they'll be. So each and every one of us filled with the Holy Spirit and the power of God called to kingdom now and, and forever are to move in signs, wonders, and miracles. Now, when Jesus spoke about the, the um, Pharisees and the people that actually the people that were following him, he was saying they were following him for signs only. Remember earlier we talked about first love? We don't follow Jesus for signs only. We follow because we are lovers of the Lord. We follow because our hearts, as the deer panteth for the water brook, so does our soul pant for the Lord. He calls us to himself to a secret place. It's not, we're not following for just signs and wonders and miracles. We are performers of signs, wonders, and miracles. And I mean that not in performance-wise, but in, in the fact that God has called us to do these things. He has called us to do them. Now, when the people were there, Jesus said, 
Lay, you can lay hands on the sick, they're going to recover. We are to move in those signs. We're to preach, and God will confirm the word. We're to see his word confirmed with signs and wonders following. This is kingdom authority and thinking. We are, to, we are carriers of the kingdom, his body in the earth, to release his power, his word, his will. Earlier in worship, we talked about the declarations. People are not new to this house. That we know declarations are the highest form of prayer. What does declarations do? Declarations release the will and the power of God into the earth. We walk as power vessels. Declarations bring heaven's will Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But what happens to us, church, is that sometimes we become under the circumstances instead of over the circumstances. We allow what we see, what we feel, what is tangible to reflect and affect us as, as we walk this walk. We allow that to happen. There are times in our lives where our eyes will look at that and we'll second guess the Lord. But he's not to be second guessed because his kingdom, his will done in heaven, released into the earth, will occur. He said, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It will accomplish everything I send it to do. It's going to fulfill what it's supposed to fulfill because it's my word. We talked about the word. Do you know how, how deceptive the enemy is? Even in, in um, we look, read in the book of Genesis, Deceptive to twist the word. That's why we as Christians need to know the word and be stirred up and walk in discernment, which is the knowledge of what is right, what is wrong. And discernment is not the same as discerning of spirits. Discernment we grow in. Discerning of spirits is a gift of the spirit that he activates for us to see certain things at certain times and not just demonic. We have to know and move in discernment in this time. I wrote something down this morning early and let's see where it's at. So it said... Okay, so let's go here first. For the, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, declaring and decreeing heaven into the earth, faith unseen by human eyes, but manifested in the spirit. It's activated to release into the earth God's will. Let's say it again. Faith unseen by the human eyes. That's why we need to have the word in front of us. That's why we need to ask the Lord to stir up our, our uh, spirit, to see with the eyes that he sees, to see how heaven sees. Let it be released through our eyes. Let us see. You don't have to be a prophet. Woo, a prophet. Hello. That was, there, was, there was a little hole there. You don't have to be, and my shoe found it. You don't have to be a prophet to see in the spirit. 
Because when the word of God is inside of us, we can see. He gives sight. You know, what did Jesus said in, um, to Nicodemus, unless you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God in one version. So spiritual eyes are for those that are born again. For those that know the Lord, we see with spiritual eyes. And so in seeing, we have to, faith unseen by the human eyes gets manifested in the spirit and activated. So we, it has to be, it gets activated, manifested, and it occurs. That's walking by faith, regardless of what we see. We could leave this sanctuary today. I feel like heat. There's like, I don't know if it's the lights or, I'm sorry. Um, I feel like the heat's on. Okay, thanks. But we could have it, it could be, um, we could leave this sanctuary today. And as we leave this sanctuary today, we're filled with so much faith. We got wisdom. We got the word of the Lord. We received everything that that we needed today in the house, the Holy Spirit, worship, praise, activation. And then we could step out of the spirit realm instantaneously and move into the flesh realm where we begin to doubt and have unbelief and and don't understand. Something happens and all of a sudden, you know, we're not the same person we were in the sanctuary. The Lord wants us to be in the spirit. If we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill what? The lust of the flesh. And that's not just a sexual thing. That is the lust of the flesh. What this flesh wants to do. I might want to retaliate. We might want to holler. We might want to say a word that we shouldn't say. We might want to accuse. We might want to make it bring up the past. That is not walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. What are those? The fruits of the spirit. If we trust the Lord in the house, we have to trust the Lord outside of the house. We have to trust the Lord in our house. We have to trust the Lord on our jobs and in ministries. We have to trust him. And in trusting him, we're going to see the activation, the manifestation of those things that we are trusting him for. Now, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but, you know, there was a saying a a while back, and sometimes it's still said, you know, I need to go hear this person, or I need to go hear that person, or I need to go to this meeting because, you know, they're going to have prophetic words, and I want to see, I need a word. How many remember those days? I'm going, I'm traveling, I need a word. And so it's like, you know, that still is happening, even in today. If there's a visiting prophet or a prophetic or anything going on, you know, people want to flock for that. Can I tell you something? If we speak the word, we're prophesying the word. Prophecy in the, in the book of 1 Corinthians means to edify, to exhort, and to comfort. 
There are prophetic words, absolutely. We operate in prophetic words, but can I tell you something? That sometimes when somebody comes up to us and they just say something and it clicks inside of us, they are giving us the word of the Lord. We don't have to chase the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is inside of us. We don't have to run to that prophet or this church or that situation. The word of the Lord is in us. And so when we need the word of the Lord, he brings the word of the Lord. How many know the Lord will shut up the heavens if he needs to in order for us to what? We should go to the word as a confirming. People can confirm, but we don't chase the word of the Lord. The Lord confirms his word to his people through his word, through the words of prophetic people in offices. God can use anyone and anything to speak to his people. 1 Corinthians 14, 5, Paul said, Now I wish that you all spoke in tongues. And he's not talking about tongues that we speak in when, he's, um, when we have our prayer language but rather that you would all prophesy, for greater is one who prophesies than one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets so that the church can be edified. So we're not led by those things. We want to receive them. We need confirmation, and God gives us confirmation as we go. He speaks through his word. He'll speak through a sign. He'll speak through a person. Because it doesn't say, thus says the Lord at the end of it, in a prophetic word, doesn't mean it's not God. I have no idea why the Lord had me put that in there this morning early, but there it is. <clears throat> So we are not led by prophetic words. We're led by the Spirit of God as we are what? Saturated in his word. Saturated. If you ever just, it's been so hot out, and you just get under a hose or just dive into a pool or take a shower and just become saturated. We're to be saturated with his word. Saturated to the point where when it's time to give out, we can squeeze. He can squeeze us and he can pour out into those lives that are needed, that need to hear a word, that need to be encouraged. He can squeeze us out. When, we, when there's a sponge that's filled with water, isn't it amazing how much water comes out of a sponge? Isn't it? I mean, and isn't it amazing how quickly a sponge will soak up water? That's what we need to be. We need to be saturated in his presence, saturated with his power, saturated with his love, saturated so that we can be those vessels that are able to pour out. In these times, and even more so in the past and more so now, we have to have our spiritual eyes enlightened, our spiritual ears in tune. Because what does the Bible say? Our battle is not against flesh and blood, and the devil does not play fair. He does not. So we have to know that it's not what we set when we allow our flesh at times 
We can't blame the devil for everything because if we allow our flesh to open the door, then how many know if we say something that we shouldn't say, how many know or do something we shouldn't have done, that we have to, there, there has to partake a repair of that. And so the flesh, we like to blame everything on the devil because it takes the responsibility off of us. Right? Hey, it's his fault. What did Adam do? It was the woman. What did the woman do? It was the snake. We don't want to be responsible. We have to be responsible for ourselves, and that's where discipline comes in. So we can't blame everything on the enemy. And as we have heard in this house so many times, open doors invite. Open doors of the flesh invite demonic activity. That's why discipline in our lives is so vitally important. Discipline. It's a battle. It's a mind battle. It's a flesh battle. But we have the word to battle with. It's a mind battle. It's a flesh battle, but we have the word. How, what did Jesus do? He used the word. You see, we cannot be victims because we're victors. If we allow ourselves to be victims and allow this to take place and that to take place and that to happen and, oh, this happened and that happened, and then we're not victorious. We have to say, okay. That's happening, I'm using the word. And what does that require? It requires discipline. And not each of us, 150% of the time, are disciplined. We don't always like discipline. The Bible tells us discipline is for our training. It's to help us. It's to grow us. It's to mature us. Discipline also is so that we get stronger in those things that because we have a race to run. So the discipline that is needed, the word, uh, structure in our spirits, obeying the voice of God, hearing the voice of God, knowing the voice of God. We are in a race. So And, and just ask the teenagers that are doing uh, two-a-days and football, basketball, track. They have, they have to be disciplined. They may not like it. I wish I didn't have to run that extra mile. I wish that I didn't have to stand out in the heat. Just drink some water is what they told my son. Just drink some water and keep it going. That's what we have to do. We have to be immersed. We have to let the, let the water of the word be in our lives. And then we have to continue on using the word. Using the word. Jesus fought the enemy. He fought every situation with the word. And don't you just love it? And I wish that I really do. I wish that I could just like take a month in the mountain. You know, there's streams in the mountain and they flow. And just take a month in the mountain. No phones, no people, you know, no family, no situations, just alone. Go up to the mountain with the Lord. But I don't have that. So I have a chair. It's in my living room, and that's where I sit, and I try to be alone, and, you know, it just seems like as soon as I get there, you know, the dog or somebody needed something. But I just turn the phone over, 
And I sit there and allow, allow his presence. Allow the water of the word. Allow the tears to flow. Allow his heart to communicate with my heart. But it takes discipline to be there. It takes discipline in our lives to have that time. It takes discipline. But the discipline is good. Because when we come out of there, what is it? It's like a sponge under running water. We're saturated. And no matter what goes on in the day, we can move in the fruit of the Spirit. And we can be saturated with his presence. He communes with us. He speaks to us. He gives us the instruction we're looking for. Sometimes he's quiet because he's not yet ready to answer. Sometimes he shows us something. This is for us here, those online. Sometimes he shows us something, but it doesn't happen right away. Or it doesn't happen the way that we think it should happen. How many have had that experience with the Lord? It doesn't happen how we thought it would happen. But it didn't change God because it happened anyhow. Discipline. I told you you would get a little bit of hodgepodge today. It's okay, though. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8 to 12, it says, Love never fails. And I got to say, that's not the mamby-pamby. I love you, easily said kind of love. That's the love that the Father has that put the Son who willingly gave and was obedient, gave his life up on a cross so that we could understand and walk in his love. You see, religion wants to put, and denominationalism wants to put love. Everybody loves everybody. You know, it's a love generation was back when, when I was younger. You know, it's the flower generation. It's a love generation. But this, is, this love that never fails is a love that was willing to give it all. Where there are prophecies, they'll cease. Where there are tongues, they'll be restrained. Where there's knowledge, it will be dismissed. Why? Because the new will overtake the old. For now we know in part, but when perfect comes, the partial passes away. This is the part. When I was a child, I talked like a child. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to change our vocabulary, to change our voice to transform our thought patterns, to transform our hearts so that our words that we speak are truly love never fails in those words. Yes, does love correct? I love my kids, and guess what? My grandkids too, but I will definitely correct. Love will correct. Why? Because love needs to correct to keep the right path. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child, and I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I set aside childish ways. 
Now we see but a dim reflection in a mirror. But then we're going to see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Our thoughts and our minds must continue to be renewed by the reading of the word of God and allowing it to take its place. When I was first saved, my husband wanted to go to a church called Emmanuel Ministries. How many are familiar with that? David Verzelli. David Verzelli Sr. He was the pastor at Emmanuel Ministries. He actually uh, was under Catherine Coleman for many years. David had that anointing where he would, um, I mean, healing just fell in the house. Healing just fell. You, you didn't have to think about it. it. It was a part of the DNA of that whole, whole place of Stambaugh, and then they moved to Kirk Road. Well, in that instance, my, we went to a Youngstown for Jesus rally. I'm dating my time. But we went to a Youngstown for Jesus rally. And in that rally, my husband heard Pastor Roselli get up, and he was one of the speakers. And when he got up, he, he stood up and he said, give me a J. Everybody said J. Give me an E. Give me an S. Give me a U. Give me an S. Jesus. And so, so my husband, he, he loved that, and he said, we're going to go to that church. And I was like, okay. So then, you know, and, and I loved him. I mean, I did. But Pastor Roselli very, very similar in the teaching gift that we have in Apostle Frank. And so I was a new Christian, and I liked flying. I didn't like sitting. I didn't like submitting to just, he would take one verse, and it could last a month and a half. I'm like, how did he get all of that out of one verse? Please, can we move on? And he would just have the nectar of that out of there. I mean, and I would be, and I would ever, and then I would, I would, I would complain. I would leave and say, oh, my God, you know, I just, can't we have something else? And, oh, I got to go somewhere. And, you know, I need this and that, you know, as a young Christian. And Catherine Coleman's ministry never had the, any other of the uh, gifts of the Spirit. You didn't, you didn't dare use tongues in her ministry. You did not dare use prophecy. You didn't do any of that. So I kept saying, Lord, why are we here? Why are we here? Well, God began to release through me the prophetic. The first time I ever gave a prophetic word in the congregation there, the whole and people turned around and looked at me and stared me down, and I thought they were getting ready to put me on a rail and take me out the door because that was not what the house did. And so I was like, oh, but the anointing, you know, so, and the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. But I'm saying what I'm saying to get to this point. I didn't like sitting through all of that disciplined instruction. I didn't like it. I was like an untamed wild horse. I just got saved, delivered, set free, going to people's houses, praying for people, all this stuff going on. And I'm hearing the same verse torn apart for six weeks, and I was just dying. So, but the Lord, but the Lord showed me. You know how much I appreciate that. After all of that and sitting through it, I looked forward to that. Why? 
because it was maturing me. It was bringing into my life something that I needed. It was a discipline. And you know what else it did? It taught me how to tear apart and pull apart the Word of God, to study the Word of God, and to take every word and every verse and just break it down to develop into a a ministry of teaching. So wherever you are today, online or in here, let the discipline and the teaching and the instruction of the Holy Spirit, let it take root. And if there's things in there that are in the past that are, that are holding you back, that are causing a mindset that says it has to be this way and that's the only way, then break it in the name of Jesus and move on to the new. It's a new day. We, we love the old days, and we can remember the old days, and we can think about the old days, but we don't live in the old. We're transformed into the new, and it's a daily, weekly, moment-by-moment transformation. You could be sitting here right now. You could be watching online right now, and you could hear a word of the Lord, and it sounds different than you ever heard it before, not because it's coming from me, but because the Holy Spirit is feeding you a new revelation. That operates in this house, and that operates inside of us. So I'm saying that to say that when I was a child, this is what I wanted to do. But then as God taught and as we grow, he is maturing us. He is causing us to be that bride. He's bringing the body of Christ, knitting us together. You know, someone rebuked me one time and says, well, we're already one. Okay, that's what the Lord said, you know, we... Let them be one as we are one. But how many know if my arm decides to go sideways, the rest of me is still standing here? Okay, I need the arm. Or I need to move the body with the arm. The Lord is maturing us. He's maturing us to to be together, to work together to do the things that he's called us to do in our lives with plans and purposes and passion. Will our passion always be our assignment? Think about that. It will not. Because our passion will not always be our assignment. God calls us to assignments because he wants us to fulfill the mission and the plan and purposes of God. He wants us to fulfill things in the earth, and we are his vessels to do that. So our assignments can sometimes be very different than our passions. Well, what does that do? That still aligns us up with the perfect plan of God for that time and for that season. We should never discount the assignments of God, and move according to our flesh because we think that we want to do it or we don't want to do it. If the Holy Spirit is knocking on anyone's door today, the door of your heart, and you've been saying, I know that I should be doing this. I know I should try this. I know I should help out here. I know I should do something there. Then please, obey the assignment because When we obey the assignment of God, it carries with it the blessing of God. And sometimes we don't want to do it. 
We have to say, I'm not going to listen to my flesh. I'm not, because I don't like to do that, or I don't want to do that. There's one word for that. Can I tell you what it is? Rebellion. When we choose not to, and it's disobedience. Aren't you glad we're all getting built up today? <laughs> but it's, it's, the word, it's the word that helps us. What does the Bible say in Romans 12, 2? And we've heard just finish the book of Romans in this house. In the Amplified, it says, Do not be conformed to this world any longer, listen to this, with its superficial values and customs. Don't be conformed. But be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, which is focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourself. This is worth reading again. We need to apply this to our lives. Read it in the Amplified when you get a chance. Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs. You see, superficial because the real is here inside of us. The world is superficial. But be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes. I love this. So that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is. That which is good, acceptable, and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. We need to prove. Prove the will of God. We take things before the Lord and we say, Lord... I need your answer on this. I'm seeking you for this. I'm praying about this. Can I hear from you about this? And we continue. If we haven't heard, we haven't had the direction, we continue. And as we continue, his word is going to speak to us. Or we might turn on. The radio. Just the other day, I turned on the radio. I was driving, and I turned on the radio, and I was praying about some things and praying and just really weeping and talking to the Lord and spending that time in the car just pouring my heart out. And, and all of a sudden, a song came on, and, and one verse got me, and it said, it's all going to be all right. It's all going to be all right. And it was a song. And so God can speak to us in the most intimate ways, no matter what we're going through today, no matter what struggle, no matter what fear, no matter what situation, he can speak to us. He touches, he heals, he delivers. Today, that's what he wants to do. I, I have more in the message, but I'm not going to. It's 1130. I'm not going to continue on with that. I would like to give one revelation, though. Lord, help me. I was reading about the temple. Do you remember when Jesus went into the temple and he took a whip because of what was happening inside the temple? 
people were selling and and there was it was a defilement of the temple and he said don't make my father's house uh, a, yeah a den, a, a den of thieves or what yes I, I don't have it I'm just going off my spirit but when he when he said that you know and he cleared it out something came to my mind and I thought how many have just taken the house of God and made it a place to make money, made it a place to, they've defiled it. It's never been intended for that. The Lord says that he provides for us, and we have to trust him for our provision. And that means we don't take it into our own hands and make it a material marketplace. We allow the Holy Spirit to bring the wealth. We allow the Holy Spirit to bring the money. We allow the Holy Spirit to do what he's going to do. And there's a, there's a teaching I was even about the thir- three days, but I'm not going to go into that. But what I want to do now is just want to just pray and release some things here. There is deliverance in the house. There's deliverance through the Lord. We are kingdom people. We don't walk in discouragement. We don't walk downtrodden. We might have our moments, but every time we rise again, every time we fall, we get up again. Every time something happens, we don't let it keep us down. We stand up and we face that challenge once again. If that means we face it with tears, if that means we face it with declaration, if that means we face it by calling someone, saying agree in prayer with, with me, if that means that we get on our faces and seek the Lord, pray his word, we have to know that the Holy Spirit residing inside of us gives us the power to overcome no matter what it is, no matter what it is, situations, life, finances, health. We are overcomers. We are overcomers. We are kingdom people. We are not of this world. We walk in this world, but we're not of this world. A transformation has taken place, a transformation in our spirits, a transforming in our mind, the way we thought, the way we think, the way, the way situations might appear with our visual eyes. We have to always keep in the forefront that it's a walk of faith and that we have the power to overcome, and he lives within us. He overcame so we can overcome. And that's what he has for us today. Deliverance. Deliverance is the children's bread. When we think about deliverance, we think about being brought out of something and and then being able to go into the new. Chains broken. Chains broken. If you're watching today and you feel like you have chains on you, then the Lord is delivering now in Jesus' name. We call for deliverance, deliverance from drugs and alcohol, deliverance from addictions, whatever they are. Agree, church. It's not a, it's not a, a, a program for me to just say. There is power in agreement. Agree. Agree for your families. We agree with you. Agree for healing. Agree for, for uh, the Lord to bring deliverance. Agree for finances. Don't, don't just be a passive viewer. B- 
Be an aggressive follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do what he did. That's what he's calling us to do. He said, greater works, greater works, Mikal, shall you do than I did. Greater works. So we have to have that mentality. We can't say, you know, I'm 60 and I'm throwing in the towel. What is the assignment of God? Did God say throw in the towel? I don't think so. There's always something to do in the kingdom. Always. So now, I just want you to get, come to your feet and thank you. Thank you. We're, gonna, we're just going to do some declarations and we're going to have some prayer. We're going to receive an offering in a minute. But you are that are online, not passive. Agree with us. We're agreeing for you now in the name of Jesus. Father, we agree for every person in this house, every person watching online. God, we agree for victory, Father. Victory in circumstances, victory in jobs, victory, Lord. Father, we declare healing over eyes. We declare healing, Father, over emotions. Father, emotion, emotional realm. Father, right now, we pray for those that have been verbally, sexually, and emotionally abused right now. Agree with me, church. We pray right now for them. And, Father, we ask you to heal them now in the name of Jesus. We declare healing now in Jesus' name. Right now, Father, we just declare, Father, victory over uh, nicotine. Right now, we break that spirit of nicotine off of people, Father. Take the desire away for nicotine in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for deliverance. Deliverance is in the house. We thank you for deliverance. Father, we speak right now to a spirit of poverty, and we break that spirit of poverty off of the people of God, off of those online and off of the people of God in this house and those connected. Lord, you say that you give us the power to make wealth. So, Father, I release that decree, that declaration over the house now that we are not under, we are over, and that my God, listen, pray with me, shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Father, we speak for new jobs, new employment. Father, we speak right now, Lord, for, for people to receive extra that they didn't even know they had coming. In the name of Jesus, we glorify you, Father. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Father, we speak into hips right now. Pastor Laura Lee, come up. I want you to help get a microphone too. We speak into hips right now. In the name of Jesus, if you're having a hip problem, put your hand on your hips in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, we just declare your healing over these hips in the name name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for it, Lord. You yes, have Lord, something? Knees, Lord, knees and ankles, Lord. If you have any joint problems, I don't care where it's at, in your shoulder, in your elbow. I've been, the, the devil's a liar. I'm just going to say right. the devil's a liar because he was attacking me. My one foot swelled up twice as big as the other foot. In the name of Jesus, we just bind all curses and assignments yes. of the enemy that's on the body of Christ. Yes. The Lord rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. We cancel all assignments on joints, on ligaments on knees, on yes. ankles, on elbows. In the name of Jesus, we call for a complete and total healing yes. from the top of our heads to the tip of our toes. Yes. In Francine Pap, you will walk again. We yes. stand in Thank faith you, with Father. you. In Francine Pap, you will walk again. In and you'll Jesus be in the name. house. In Jesus' name. In Jesus Thank you, Lord. And, and I would...
let's break let's break something over our lives if 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 we have anything in our hearts that we're holding against anybody today let's ask the let's release them and ask the lord let's extend forgiveness i just want you to close your eyes father right now in the name of jesus lord i repent and we forgive father we break those chains that would bind us to people that we shouldn't even be bound to from the past. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Going all the way back, Lord, all the way back, those memories that will come to our minds, those memories, Lord, that would hurt, that would haunt. Someone, Lord, uh, that, that slighted us in ministry, Father, someone who took, stole something, I just feel that, that there's a vein right there where the Lord is going. There's a, there's a road. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, just release. Release your heart right now. Release forgiveness. Forgiveness, it doesn't mean that you accept what happened. You just are willing to forgive. Father, in Jesus' name. I renounce and denounce unforgiveness. Say it after and her. Lord, repeat, yes. Repeat after her, please. I renounce. I renounce. And I denounce. And I denounce. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. And I release. And I release. The person. The person. That I have held captive. That I have held captive. And that has held me captive. And that has held me captive. And the memories attached to it. And the memories attached to it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Set me free. Set me free. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Yes. Thank you, Lord. 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 Father, we're going to. Just raise your hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your blessing, Lord, that's upon your people and upon this house. Thank you, Father, that you seal everything, Lord. We're, we're going to receive the offering because, Lord, it's, it's something we do, and we, we willfully, gladly, and hilariously give unto you. But, Lord, let everything, let everything that was said, let the things that were said and imparted and activated today let it bring encouragement and strength. Let it bring the discipline that you have. Father, let it bring a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. Let it bring everything that is needed, Lord. Let us know that we're, we're being filled and you are leading us and guiding us. Let it bring forth the new, breaking off the old. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen.